Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach. Always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I'm married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online and and I'm in a different part of the country. I I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then. And you're really reenacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? We got an interesting email this week from a person, actually a woman, who had been having difficulty with her husband. Now, interestingly enough, I am Carol Jurgensen Sheets, and I am Carol the Coach, and I help people work through their issues, and take their lives to the next level. And I've encouraged you, my listeners, to call me and to let me know what is going on in your life. Because what I know to be true is that, you know, oftentimes when you are concerned about something, well, the bottom line is, When you're concerned, you don't know where to turn. You don't know who is going to be able to help you with your life. I mean, this isn't something you can just talk to the neighbor about, right? And I get that. So you need a specialist. You either need a sexual addiction certified therapist, we call it a CSAT, or you need you need to be able to talk to an APSATS counselor or coach. That is somebody who has been trained in partner trauma. And let's face it, it can be very difficult to just trust the average counselor to, to get you to the right resources, to help you with the right, the right advice when you're dealing with such a specialized service. So that is what I'm here to do. I'm here to help you work through your issues. And and I know that it's hard. It's hard to know what to do. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to go to the right facilities, 
to get into the right intensive outpatient programs, to see the right coaches and, and counselors, and to read the right books so that you get the very best information you know. I'm here for sex addicts, and I'm also here for their partners. And tonight, I'm really excited because I'm going to be talking with Anne Blythe, who is the founder and CEO of Betrayal Trauma Recovery Program. It's a nonprofit online app coaching practice specifically and only for wives of pornography users and sex addicts, wives or girlfriends. Now, you know, I would even say, you know what, if you're a gay man and, and your boyfriend, husband, partner is a sex addict, this is important stuff for you to hear, too, because I've got to tell you that Anne is an expert at getting people to the right services, and that's what we always emphasize here. I mean, she has specifically pulled together a group of people that are properly trained because they're all APSAP certified. And I just want to talk to you about one more thing. If you're out in the California area, my colleague, we're on the board together of APSATS. He's also a certified sexual addictions therapist and supervisor. Dan Drake is happy to announce the opening of Banyan Therapy Group in Los Angeles. They offer a multidimensional partner trauma model, and they offer to individuals, couples, and groups who are unable to attend residential treatment due to work, family, or other constraints. Banyan Therapy Group offers lots of services and free resources. So check them out at www.banyantherapy.com. I mean, this is an amazing new therapy group in Los Angeles, California. And if you check out their website, you'll find out about helpful free resources for you. And I'm all about resources. i got to tell you, Last week I was out of town and I I replayed a, a free resources program. Now I heard there were some problems that perhaps it didn't um, get downloaded properly. I had a, a faithful listener say, "Hey, I can't access your show yet." But just know that I'm all about really affordable resources, whether you're a sex addict or a partner. Because what we know to be true is that oftentimes with sexual addiction, the three A's, that it's affordable, anonymous, and accessible, may apply to you. But oftentimes it hasn't. I've worked with people that have spent a couple hundred thousand dollars on their addictions. And they've left their family bankrupt. And they've had multiple addictions. And they've gambled their money away. Um, or they're using drugs or alcohol, and they've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on drugs and have left their family penniless. And I know that when I was trained by the great Patrick Carnes and by Barbara Steffens of APSATS, one of the things that we know is that when a family has lost everything, when a partner has lost everything, When a sex addict has lost everything, 
there is some good in that because that's oftentimes when they break and they say, you know what, I can no longer live like this. I have to do something different. It's like deal breaking. It's like they have hit rock bottom. And unfortunately, sometimes that rock bottom doesn't occur until they've lost all their money. And, you know, what Anne Blythe is going to be talking about is a wonderful, wonderful way of truly offering affordable services. So I am so excited to be talking with her. Now, I got this email, as I indicated before. And it was from a woman whose husband um, had been thinking about killing himself for a few days, and she didn't know what to do. She said after a couple of days had passed, and he hadn't killed himself, but he created all this drama, the anger was really starting to set in. She actually wanted to call him and ask for a divorce. And he would say things like, I don't like your attitude, even though he had, ca- you know, he had caused all this drama and this anger. And she said, what really set me off was not just the betrayal that he had caused with his sexually addictive behavior, but it was the fact that She had every right to be angry, and he was not willing to accept that. Now, she, too, had some difficulty, and she did, you know, she retaliated. And this is so oftentimes um, a reaction of partners, you know. They'll find out that their husbands or their boyfriends cheated and, and... They'll say, okay, that's it. I am going to retaliate. I'm going to do some online dating. Or I'm going to go out with my old boyfriend. Or I'm going to go out with that man that um, flirted with me at the drugstore or at the restaurant or at the Pilates studio. And retaliation is never a good thing. Setting up online dating accounts are never a good thing. Because what you want to do, if you've been betrayed, if you have um, been through so much devastation and hurt, you want to maintain your integrity. You want to know that you were a stand-up person and that you handled the situation to the best of your ability. Even if There's a part of you that wants to hurt him or her so badly that you're really, really willing to do retaliation therapy. And so I would ask anybody who wants, who wants to hurt his or her partner, well, I should say his or her sex addict, to reconsider that. I want you to walk out of this relationship or walk into it and know that you did the right thing. Because clearly, when you can have your integrity, when you don't tell the kids out of anger that their mom or dad is a sex addict, 
when you don't retaliate and end up sleeping with somebody out of pure rage, you will like yourself better the next day. And you will feel good about the fact that you didn't stoop to the insanity that perhaps the sex addict did in his or her life. So I'm pleading with you, if you're listening right now to the show and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I've already blown it, I already have retaliated, it's never too late to find your integrity. If you're a sex addict, that's going to require that you become 100% honest with the people that you love. And that honesty needs to occur in a very formal procedure called a disclosure. You know, I know that so many of my couples, the addict doesn't want to talk about what he or she has done. And so little bits of information eke out, usually when the partner is grilling, interrogating, questioning, or inquiring. But I would highly recommend that you find an APSATS-trained coach or counselor that can help you with disclosure so that you get all the information at one time, you go through a polygraph test so that you prove to your loved one that you've been 100% honest, and this allows you to start over. As an addict, it allows you to feel better about yourself. And as a partner, you finally get the real truth. And that's what we all want. You know, an addict really can't get healthy if they're holding secrets. And a partner really can't begin to trust until she knows she has heard everything, if that's what she wants, and that there's something to substantiate that. That's why I really do believe in polygraph tests. And I've said to myself and said to my clients, oh, my gosh, if I ever thought I was in a field where I'd recommend a polygraph test, I'd get out of it. But what I know to be true is this is not necessarily to bust the addict. It's not necessarily to find the holes in his or her story. It's really a way of reestablishing trust. Now, that means you've got to have a certified sexual addictions therapist or an APSATS therapist who knows what they're doing. So tonight I'm so excited because we're going to be talking to a woman who has organized podcasts available to partners, and coaching programs that allow the coaches who have been certified through APSATS to provide services at a reasonable rate to get the partner feeling some sense of serenity, some sense of sanity, so that they can work out their issues, so that they can learn to take care of themselves and figure out what in the world they're going to do. Are they going to stay? Are they going to leave? Are they going to want a therapeutic separation? What What is in their best interest? So I highly recommend that um, you stay tuned to our program tonight because I can't emphasize enough how important betrayal trauma recovery has been as a podcast that supports partners and now as a way to offer services that are very affordable to our partners who are experiencing betrayal trauma. So, Anne, welcome to the show. Welcome to Sex Help with Carol the Coach. 
Artie is there. Okay, you I'm going to try the other your one. Message. Press 1 to listen to your message. Press 2. Here we go. Let's try the other line. I think she's right there. Ann, is that you on the line? Can you hear me now? I sure can. Welcome to Sex Help with Carol the Coach. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I am talking with Ann Blythe, who's the founder and CEO of Betrayal Trauma Recovery. And letting our listeners know, I already talked about this a little bit earlier, but this is a nonprofit online app-sats coaching practice specifically and only for wives of pornography users and sex addicts. And, you know, you have made it your mission to get the right services to people who have experienced betrayal, part, uh, partner betrayal, you know, from sex addicts. And I want to ask you a little bit, you know, tell us first and foremost about your podcast. What is BTR.org? What is this podcast that you're doing? So our podcast is available on iTunes and it's available on other major podcasting services, and it's an educational podcast to teach women about the related behaviors of sex addiction and also the ways that sex addiction can affect their lives. So um, many women, when they first find out or they get an initial disclosure, they they find out a little bit at a time, and I wanted to make Betrayal Trauma Recovery Podcast a place where they can get a lot of the information very quickly so that they can get up to speed. I know with my own experience, I was just trickling in a little bit of information here and there about things like therapeutic disclosures or therapeutic polygraphs or um, parallel parenting, for example, just different types of things that I, I didn't quite learn until like a, a month after I needed to know it or a year after I needed to know it. So this is to help women get all the information that they need as quickly as possible. Well, yeah, and can you just share, I know that this is a question that I was not necessarily going to ask, but can you give us, and especially our listening audience, an idea of something that a partner may hear from a specialist or a radio program that doesn't have the expertise of partner betrayal? Can you give them some idea of something a normal counselor might say that's absolutely terrible advice. Yeah, a lot of things that counselors might say when a woman goes to them are try and help them with communication, for example. They might see the sex addicts gaslighting or manipulation or lying as a communication issue. And we know that abuse is not a communication issue. And pornography addiction and sex addiction are not a couple's issue. And so if they approach it like, okay, well, let's see what we're going to help you do to clean up your side of the street to make sure you're communicating appropriately, to make sure that, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera, rather than establishing safety and helping her set firm boundaries around those abusive behaviors, a lot of times it can just keep the woman in the abuse cycle and then she continues to get harmed over and over again through his both his act, sexual acting out behaviors and then the related behaviors of lying, gaslighting, manipulation, uh, emotional abuse, and some narcissistic tendencies that sometimes happen. 
Right, and hopefully anybody who's been listening to my show understands what gaslighting is, but perhaps for the first or second time listener, explain to them what gaslighting is because it is so common between sex addicts and partners of sex addicts. So uh, here's one example. It can take many forms, but the one I'll use tonight is that if a partner is trying to find out the truth, you know, she really wants to know the truth. So she might ask, why were you home late from work, for example? And let's pretend like he's late from work because he stayed late at work looking at pornography. And rather than saying the truth to her, which would be, I'm late because I got caught up in pornography on my phone at work and that's why I'm late. Instead, he'll start trying to bend reality, like uh, avoid the question altogether and say something like, you know, why don't you respect me more? I work so hard all day long and I do all these things for you. And when I get home, all I want is some peace and quiet and Instead, I get all these questions, and I don't deserve these questions, and you're just attacking me, and if you would stop attacking me and leave me alone, maybe our marriage would be better. It's a way of throwing someone off your scent, throwing someone um, kind of under the bus and redirecting and redirecting the blame, redirecting the cause of the problem and also distorting reality so that the non-addict feels like, oh, well, maybe I do ask too many questions or maybe I should have kept my mouth shut or maybe I should have done this or that. And the ultimate goal of a gaslighter is to get the woman off his back so that she's not asking him any questions anymore or that she's thinking more about herself and what she could change rather than finding out the truth about his behaviors. Well, absolutely. I I actually had that happen to me today. I was talking to a man who um, he he actually wanted, he came to me to talk about a disclosure, and he said to me, first, my first clue that we had somebody who was pretty sick, he said, well, I want to tell her everything except for the fact that I've slept with men. And I said, a formal disclosure means you tell her everything. And he says, well, I'm not doing that then. And then later on, he said that his wife had had a really rough week, and she had started beating him up uh, verbally. And she was asking lots of questions, and she wasn't willing to just calm it down. And he said, I just told her, I'm the one that makes the money here, and you need to appreciate me, and you're crazy. And, And he made her feel bad for the questions that she was asking him that had to do with the betrayal she had experienced from him. And and I happened to inquire about this woman, and he said that, you know, eventually she was apologizing to him, saying, I'm sorry, I lost control, I know that, you know, we've got to make it together. And I know that this woman felt very bad about her behavior as opposed to setting limits with him, taking care of herself, and saying, you know what, I'm not going to participate in this insanity. If he's not willing to answer my questions or go to a counselor and get some help, then, you know, we need to be at least separated in the same home, Mm -hmm. if not separated outside of the home. And that was gaslighting. Mm -hmm. So you... Yeah, and that's a very... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, that's a very dangerous situation, and our mission is number one to help women establish safety in their lives. 
Okay, so that is your number one mission, and that's what these podcasts do. And, again, you said that they can go to iTunes and many other podcast systems, and the actual name of your podcast is btr.org. Is that correct? It's Betrayal Trauma Recovery. So if you go to your podcast app on your iPhone and you search Betrayal Trauma Recovery, it will come up. And then you can also find our our podcasts on our website, which is btr.org. And we have um, the podcast, the audio of the podcast there, and also transcriptions if people prefer to read. They can read the transcription of the podcast on our site. Well, that is absolutely wonderful. And you started this podcast how long ago? I started it uh, before my divorce. I was started just podcasting real time about my experience, and it was in, I think, May or June of 2016. Okay, so in a year and a half, you're fully established. Mm-hmm. This podcast is known all over the world. Partners know it's a safe place to get information. And now you've done something else that is just super exciting and Affordable, and I want you to talk a little bit about the coaching services that your certified AbSets coaches offer to the listening audience. Yeah, we have. A, so because I am a survivor of um, being married to a sex addict who is not in recovery and a survivor of the related behaviors of that, the abuse, Every single one of our coaches has been through it. All of our volunteers have been through it. Our board understands it. So we really are a partner-centered nonprofit that really focuses on women. Um, Our target market or our target audience, I should say, is women because we want it to make a, a really safe place for them. So we were thinking, what is the most important thing that women need? And most of the time, Women who are married to sex addicts, they don't know when an abuse episode is going to happen, right? They don't know when they're going to find porn on their husband's phone. They don't know when they're going to see a text from another woman or when their husband's going to blow up at them for no reason. It's very random. You can go months with like things being really great and then suddenly things will blow up, you know, and maybe it's on Christmas Eve or maybe it's right before a really important family event. And uh, with my experience, I would call into my therapist, desperate, crying, and just hysterical. And I would usually get the answer that I couldn't get in for a week or two, you know, and I was like, I need to see her like today, because I need to know what to do right now. And so because all of us have been through that situation and know what it feels like to need professional support immediately, we developed Betrayal Trauma Recovery Club, which means that women who join get access to professional support. And this is real life, real person support. Like you actually talk to an APSATS trained coach and we have a session every single weekday and two on Tuesdays, one in the afternoon and one at night. And my goal is eventually that the more women who join, the more sessions that we'll add so that my goal eventually is to have three sessions per day, seven days a week so that Every woman is only a few hours away from professional support, no matter when an abuse episode happens or disclosure happens. And um, we just wanted, you know, also the cool thing is it's all online. So women can 
go to a session when their children are napping or if they're waiting at a soccer practice, for example, or some other, you know, they're waiting for their child, you know, some place and they're in the car, they can join the, um, they can join the session then. And it's very flexible for women who are really busy and busy moms. Okay. So when you say it's online, if I were a partner calling in because I was in crisis, I would spend a certain amount of money, and I know that we're not allowed to talk about actual fee, but I am telling you I've seen the fees. They're very, very affordable. And then what would the partner do? How would she participate online? So after she registers, she is given access to all of the Zoom links. We do all of our meetings online on Zoom. And all she has to do is click on that link, and that will help and that will enable her to join the meeting. And inside of that meeting, the AppSats coach makes a um, note of which woman joins the meeting at what time. And she just talks with that woman when she comes in. And then, you know, if the woman wants to talk for, I don't know, however long, let's say five minutes. And then the next woman can just listen to that and then she can have her turn. Many of the women who come in, they talk for, you know, five minutes while other people listen. And then they stay on because we have found that many times partners don't even know what questions they need to ask. Sometimes they know that there's a situation, but because they, they, they've never heard of, for example, parallel parenting or something. And they hear someone else say that and they think, Oh, I didn't even know what that was. That's really cool. So they stick around and listen to other people talk. And our coaches are really good facilitators. So they make sure that everybody has a turn, that no one person monopolizes the session so that everybody can make sure that they have their turn and talk and get their individual support and then support each other, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, they just join that meeting online and they can stay for just their own turn or they can stay the whole time. And same thing, they can go to every single one of those six sessions that we have a week or they can just, you know, pop in. I, I, I set it up as a crisis intervention situation, but many women come when they're not in crisis just to check in with the coach to kind of say what's going on that day or what happened to them that week to um, progress their recovery, to learn how to progress their recovery. Well, and I want to just elaborate. One of the wonderful things about this program is obviously Ann was suggesting that it's through Zoom, and Zoom is just like Skype, but it's HIPAA compliant. So nobody will ever be able to hack in and see you online. It's what we do when we're doing coaching or counseling or trainings because we want absolute confidentiality. So the, the system that they're using through BTR.org is a wonderful opportunity for the club to know that it is confidential. And then, and I'm wondering, do they pay one price for the full week? Do they pay one price for several sessions? How does that work? I'm just curious because I don't really know if you know, for some reason, Anna's dropped. I know she's going to call back. I know that, like she had indicated, there are there's a session on Monday in the afternoon, a session twice on Tuesday, 
a session on Wednesday in the evening, Thursday in the morning, and Friday, I'm sorry, Thursday in the afternoon and Friday in the morning. So I was asking, and would you um, let us know, do they do they pay a specific price for a session, or does this Trauma Recovery Club offer um, a weekly or a monthly fee? Um, I, the call dropped. Can you hear me? I sure can. Oh, perfect. I just wanted to make sure that you could hear me before I started talking. So Betrayal Trauma Recovery Club, the other thing that was super important to us was to make the pricing doable for anyone. So it is a monthly fee that gives women access to every single one of those sessions. And it's just paid once a month, every month, and it includes any or all of those sessions. Well, and and uh, one is, thing, sorry, the, 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 Monday, the Monday session is actually at 3 a.m. Eastern, and so that makes it 12 uh, midnight for um, Pacific time, but it also makes it 8 a.m. for the U.K. and 8 p.m. for New Zealand. So um, the coach that runs that 3 a.m. Eastern session is Coach Kat, And we thought all of the New Zealanders and the women in the UK would join, but we had four people from the U.S. um, on our first call because they, on our first session, because they were up in the middle of the night stressing out and that enabled them to process some information and get back to sleep. So that was really cool. And so obviously you mentioned Coach Kat. You've got Coach Kat and Coach Karen and Coach Kim and Coach Ray and Coach Sarah and Coach Laura. Um, and our, would our listening audience be able to read about each one of these women and, and the type of services that they provide? Uh, do you keep the coaches anonymous? How does that work? No, they can go to our site and go to the coaches tab on our site and read about each coach, her personal situation, but also her professional uh, training the experience that she's had, how long she's been a coach. For example, some of our coaches are divorced. Some of them are married. Some of them have children. Some of their husbands are in, like in, have a lot of really good recovery. Um, you know, they all have a lot of different situations. There are also different religions. Um, not that that necessarily plays in since we're an interfaith organization, but if you're interested in talking about your own specific religion in the session, that's always welcome. And um, we have different, you know, coaches from different backgrounds. They're also all over the United States and Coach Kat is in the UK. So they're from different areas of the country as well. Okay. And but they are all APSATs. They're all APSATs trained and several of them are APSATs certified. Wow. Okay. And so, you know, I I got to tell you, this is an amazing offer and you started it because you wanted to do have crisis intervention available to partners because it is so traumatic when you find out and you know, what I know to be true is even if an addict is working good recovery, there are so many triggers that a partner can experience because of the past that absolutely take their brains offline. You know, the sound of 
um, a text coming in to remind them of how terrible it was when they found out that their husband, you know, was involved with 32 prostitutes or, you know, the the knock of a door when the policeman comes up to the door and says, you know, we're confiscating your technology, your husband is being accused of um, child pornography. Uh, so it is, it is absolutely traumatizing, and, and this is an, a very valuable, valuable service. You have to be really excited. Yeah, I am really proud of this. I'm really proud of this. We, you know, have been developing this for a while as an organization completely and totally for wives of addicts of what would we have, what would have made our lives better? What would have really improved our healing outcomes? What would have made us safer? What would have brought us closer to safety more quickly? And I think that um, because we come from that perspective of understanding the emotional trauma that can happen, you know, triggers happen for two reasons. The first reason is because the trauma is still happening because the pe- because you're picking up on the gaslighting and the lying and the the an unsafe an unsafe situation that's the first reason triggers happen is because you're still in an unsafe situation and the second reason is that you're remembering the unsafe situation so you might be safe now but you're remembering the past when you weren't safe and determining those two and then differentiating okay really am i safe or is this really he's lying to me again is very difficult, especially in the beginning of recovery. And having a professional guide you through that almost on a daily basis is really, really important for women. Well, and you're right. You know, as therapists, this is such, this is becoming such an epidemic that therapists can't even have available times. I know that I see over 55 clients a week. And I have exclusively started seeing sex addicts and their partners because I feel like other people can get the help they need by going to other therapists. But truly, you should be trained in both partner trauma and sexual addiction to do a good job in this field. And there are no other Indianapolis therapists or coaches that work in the city that have this expertise. And so... I'm, I'm thrilled mm-hmm. that our listening audience has another option. And so one more time, mm-hmm. tell them they can go to check out this uh, Betrayal Trauma Recovery Club. Mm-hmm. So to look at our services, go to btr.org. You can go to the services page, which uh, – shows the details for Betrayal Trauma Recovery Club. It also shows our details for our other support groups that we have running. And we also have individual support calls. We've had women schedule support calls and join our support groups from over 30 different states and seven different countries. And we are so proud of our services. We feel like we have the the best online services for people who can't find a real, true, qualified therapist like you, Carol, or Barb Steffens, or Jill Manning, or the other wonderful therapists that we really admire, if they don't have someone who really gets this in their area, then we are so proud 
to offer our coaching services. And the other thing our coaches do, they're not therapists, so they don't diagnose and they don't um, do therapeutic or clinical things, but they can help coach our clients through finding an appropriate trauma therapist who can do clinical work with them. The other thing they can do is coach our clients through finding an appropriate attorney, knowing what questions to ask, knowing what things they need to know. So even though they may not be an expert or they may not be able to diagnose or do some of the clinical things that therapists do, they're very good at coaching women to make sure that they're finding the right support for them and they don't have further trauma by, you know, abuse by proxy from therapists or church leaders or other situations they can get in where their trauma is only exacerbated by the way that a therapist who doesn't get it or a church person who doesn't get it responds to their trauma. Well, absolutely. And if you could share with, again, again, with our listening audience, um, somebody who has been institutionally, religiously, or therapeutically betrayed, what would that look like? Um, I would say from personal experience, this has happened to me, um, it, it feels like and it looks like a victimized woman going for help because she's unsafe in her own home. And when, at least in my case, I went for help with my church leader. And then in the process of going for help, I was blamed for my situation and told that if I stopped asking questions, he would stop yelling at me and punching walls. Uh, He did not call um, adult protective services. He did not call the police, even though instances of emotional abuse and actual some physical intimidation was happening. And so I was further abused by my church leader and, and kept in a unsafe situation. And that can be the same with therapists. I know that many therapists, here's a, here's a really good example. One of my friends, her situation, she she went in and the therapist said, Oh, I'm so proud of your husband. He's done so great. He told me that he did this. And she said, that's a lie. That's not true. He, he did not do that. And the therapist said, well, he wouldn't lie to me. And just in that simple statement, that is implying that it's her fault that, that the husband is lying to her because, you know, if you were more kind, if you didn't react so, um, with so much anger, if you didn't, you know, activate his shame, then he wouldn't lie to you, but he trusts me and we're friends and I'm good to him. And so he's honest with me, making it her fault that he lies, which is never the case. It's always someone's responsibility to tell the truth, regardless of how someone else responds. So that is kind of maybe what it might look like there. We, we give a lot of examples on the, um, on our podcast and on our website and through our support groups of what this secondary trauma, institutional trauma or religious trauma or therapeutic trauma can look like because many women are experiencing this and being kept in that abuse cycle, like I said, without knowing it and trying to improve themselves or in trying to make the situation better when they can't, you know, they, they can't make the situation better if, if the real true problem is um, lying and abuse and, and manipulation. Well, you know, I understand that. And what I say oftentimes is the partners have been so traumatized. They don't know what to believe. They're still shell shocked by the um, 
difficult and disgusting facts that they've learned about sexual addiction. Um, they've seen images that nobody should have to see if they've seen their husband's pornography. And so they are reeling with emotion and confusion, and they're in shock, and they're experiencing anger and sadness and grief and loss. And so here they are reeling with all this stuff, and if they get to the wrong professional and they hear, well, how much sex were you having? Do you think he might have mm-hmm. done done differently if you had had more sex? Or, you know, mm-hmm. well, now do you appreciate your husband? Do you tell him regularly how wonderful he is? All those implications mm-hmm. are, again, that the partner did something wrong. And one of the things we stress in APSATS is that, Sure, there can be marital issues in any situation with any coupleship, and there's typically a two-way street for marital issues. However, a man's sexual addiction has nothing to do with a marital dysfunction, a marital problem, a marital inadequacy. That man has made a choice to um, participate in behaviors that have nothing to do with the adequacy of a wife. And to try to link that up to her is absolutely wrong. You know, I've had women that said, maybe I just wasn't exciting enough in bed. And I say, you know what, that has nothing to do with your husband's sexual addiction because I've got lots of wives that had really incredible sexual lives with their husband, and their husbands were still cheating like crazy on them. So, you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all, and we know that it is not the partner's fault that their husband made those choices. He is responsible for his difficulties and his bad decisions, and we want to help partners to figure out, A, what they can do to keep themselves safe, and then, B, what is in their best interest and in their best self-care. And so I know that your coaches really work with their clients on self-care. Talk a little bit about what that might look like for our listening audience who doesn't really know what they need, let alone know how to provide themselves self-care. Self-care is really difficult. I think at the beginning stages of recovery, self-care is very, very simple, like eating and sleeping and getting enough um you know, just breathing at the very beginning of my recovery, uh, just going outside and putting my face towards the sky so I could feel the sunshine on my face and I could kind of reconnect with my own body was part of my self-care. It took me a while to realize, okay, I need to eat a vegetable or I, this is what this one small thing I'm going to do today. And my coach helped me understand that, okay, I have not eaten a vegetable in four days. So today my self-care is going to be eating one vegetable. It was very simple, but I was in so much trauma and focused so much on what my husband was doing at the time and what he was going to do that I was not even paying attention to how I was feeling or what I was thinking. So part Part of self-care in the beginning is reconnecting with our own bodies, reconnecting with our own emotions, reconnecting with our own needs. And I'm about two years out now, my recovery, more than two years out. And now I'm doing things like focusing on um, 
like I lost weight, for example. I'm not saying that women should even think about losing weight because I didn't for a long time, but I realized, you know, I would like to be more active and I would like to do that. But those types of things that are more intense, like really focusing on your health or really focusing on um, maybe wearing makeup or actually putting clothes on are not usually what we recommend at the beginning when people's trauma is super, super intense. Um, it's more just basic, basic life things. So um, it could it could be lots of things. And one of them that we always recommend is having a support system. That's part of self-care, being able to share your emotions and feelings and where you're at with safe friends, safe family, and a safe support group that really understands what you're going through. And depending on the person, self-care can take different forms. And that's why we never use like static modules like a video or something to say, okay, this is what you should do for self-care because every woman is different. And so when you have a real life app, that's coach helping you know what your values are, helping you know what you need, you can make a really solid self-care plan that will actually help you that's specific to you and specific to your situation. Well, that's a really good point. You know, it, one of the things that I have my partners and addicts as well do is to identify feelings based on just five feelings, anger, sadness, loneliness, fear, or happiness. Because what I know to be true is this experience is so flooding and so damaging that it's hard to know how you feel. It's hard to know mm-hmm. what you need. and And making it simple at the beginning you can always build on that as they get to feel more mm-hmm. safety and more choices. And, and you know, what I love about your organization is that truly these women have been through it. They've lived through it. They've grown through it. A lot of them have decided to create their purpose and passion around it. And they've, mm-hmm. they've turned this into a career because they know that this is an epidemic and there aren't enough trained people in the world. So how many coaches do you have as part of the system? I mean, if Coach Kat decides to take a vacation, who takes over for her? We have seven coaches with Betrayal Trauma Recovery right now. Six of them run sessions with Betrayal Trauma Recovery Club. And we'll be adding, my goal is to add another session as soon as we can so that every single coach has one of the Betrayal Trauma Recovery sessions. But right now, all all seven coaches are taking individual support calls. So you can set those up if you'd like to talk with a coach individually. And then... um, Most of the coaches, except for two, they run interactive webinars and do um, topic-based groups. And also we have workbook groups where women work through workbooks like Facing Heartbreak or Journey to Healing and Joy. Um, We also have the Spiral Path, which are really great workbooks for women to work through their own emotions, especially if women really enjoy writing and processing information through writing, then that's a really good way for them to progress their healing as well. So all of our coaches are um, really good at different things. So we make sure and capitalize on that. For example, our resident gaslighting expert is Coach Sarah. She is an expert at gaslighting, spotting it knowing what to do when gaslighting is happening, both in terms of at first, you know, at first you don't even recognize it. And then she teaches women and coaches them and how to actually respond to it real time when it's happening. It takes a while to learn how to do that, but she's very good at coaching women through that process. 
coach. Um, Ray is our resident divorce expert. She runs a class called Sur- Surviving and Thriving Through Divorce. Coach Lara is going to be doing a therapeutic separation class really soon. And so anyway, all of our coaches have different uh, areas of expertise. They're all very good at everything, but they, they do run separate classes sometimes. And so if women want to get that, um, those specific, get education about those specific topics, they can go to their Betrayal Trauma Recovery Club session and just talk to them about that topic individually there, or they can schedule support calls, or they can join their specific topic-based groups. Well, got it. That's exciting, too. So really, they are experts in specific niches, even though they're good at everything. They have specific mm-hmm. niches that they either have gotten extra training on or have a, a specific purpose and passion for, and they've made it their mission to disseminate that information to partners of sexual addiction so that they will, they will too, know how to handle gaslighting or they'll know more about therapeutic separation. I mean, I'm sure our listening audience doesn't even really know what a therapeutic separation is. And so this is a way to get that information, and, again, they can go to your website to find out more about that. Yep. And right now we are doing a fundraiser since we're a nonprofit. And I just want to put a plug in there. We're trying to raise money for our goal for the end of the year. And I've been thinking about this a lot. And um, I know that you have sex addicts that listen to this show. And if anyone is working like the 12 steps and they're on eight and nine and they're thinking about restitution, I just want to just put the idea out there that donating to our organization is a really great way to help um, offset (laughs) those negative behaviors because our only audience are victims of sex addicts. So people who have been um, hurt by sex addicts. And so a donation in order to, to make restitution uh, may, may be a a nice option for you may not be, but I just wanted to throw that idea out there for the addicts out there because all of our services really help women and your donations help us keep our costs very low. Well, that's perfect, and I have sex addicts all the time that talk about how can they donate. Sometimes it's to uh, sex trafficking and all all sorts of issues when they've used prostitutes and they want to make a difference and they really feel bad, and let's face it, making a living amends like that can help. So if I understand it correctly, they can go to your website and find a donation button? Mm Mm-hmm. The donation button is on our homepage. So if you just go to btr.org, there's a giant button that says donate now right there. And you can just go ahead and donate. We do have the option for a monthly recurring donation, which really helps with our monthly costs. We have tons of technology costs and all kinds of other costs. And then we also are um, hoping that to be able, we can't do this right now, but hoping to be able to provide some of our services for free for women who can't afford it eventually. And we're really working toward that goal. And so donations help with that as well, going directly to helping um, the victims of this. And right now, what those donations do is help with our free services. Our podcast is free. We have a free peer-to-peer Facebook group that is highly, highly moderated to keep it a really safe place by 10 volunteers who are in recovery themselves, 10 volunteer women. It's a women-only group. And um, so we do have free services that that we have costs for. And so the donations really help 
with us being able to educate women. Um, if women want, you know, daily inspiration, they can follow us on Facebook. Just type in Betrayal Trauma Recovery. And we're also on Instagram at Betrayal Trauma Recovery. And we have a beautiful Instagram page that helps women just check in, you know, every day and get some positive affirmations or some ideas or education that can help make help them to make the choices and have the knowledge that they need to make good choices. Well, that is wonderful. And as we end the show, you know, you have made it your mission. You're providing all sorts of services. Is there anything else you would like our sex addicts or partners to know about your services? I think my main thing is that there was when I was going through it, there was so much that I didn't know. And I thought that I knew. And looking back, I wanted to create a community where we're all in it together. Like all I know now is what I know now. You know, I'm hoping that tomorrow I know more than I know now. But I am growing and learning, and I learn from the women who are part of our community all the time from their stories all over the world. They, they write me, and they talk to me on the podcast, and I'm learning every day, and I learn new things every day from women, and I'm so grateful. I think that we're stronger when we're together. We're stronger when we're communicating. We're stronger when we share our truthful feelings and the truth about our lives. And if we weren't communicating, there, there would be so much we didn't know. And together, we can form an army of healthy women. And when we are strong and we are healthy and we know how to boundaries, it's also good for our male partners and, and addicts because they might, um, they might decide that they want to change or they might not, but we are not allowing them to abuse us or to harm us anymore. And that's the most compassionate thing that you can do for someone. It's, it's to stop the enabling behavior. And so I'm just so proud of our community. I'm so proud of all of the women who follow us. I am so inspired by their strength and their courage and their willingness to just keep trying, even when it's overwhelming and even though it's very difficult at times. Well, Anne, thank you so much for sharing this information. Again, you can find out more about her services at BetrayalTraumaRecovery.org, and you can look specifically for the Betrayal Trauma Recovery Club that offers women who are married to porn users or sex addiction, um, or sex addicts. You can support them by... Yeah, you know, obviously you and, are and ex-wives. It's wives and, and ex-wives. So if you and girl, yeah, and girl girlfriends, yeah. Well, I, and I noticed that you're really talking about women here because I get so many um, gay men where this is also rampant. But you're not equipped at mm-hmm. this point to help gay couples. No, not at this point. Got it. Okay, well, I highly recommend this for sex addicts out there. You know, we just got through with Giving Tuesday. You can always give to BTR and provide services to women who can't afford it. And 
And just keep us posted on all the wonderful services that you're offering to partners of sex addicts. Thank you so much for having me tonight. I'm, I was excited to do it. You take care and keep keep me uh, posted. Thank you. Uh-huh. Talk to you later. All right. So we have been talking with Anne Blythe, and she is the CEO of Betrayal Trauma Recovery. And what an amazing service uh, that she is offering. And you can tell she's a powerhouse. She knows what she's doing. Well, that's the end of the show. I so appreciate you sitting in. If you're a sex addict, I hope it helped you to remember how traumatized your partner or your ex-partner was. We really want to make everybody aware so that when you know better, you can do better. And that is an adage that we live by. So, I will talk to you later. Have a great week. And as I say at the end of every show, there will only be one of you at all times. So fearlessly have the courage to be yourself and make it a great week.